Yeah, anyways, in the intro, please. I'm your host, Dean Gatabosky, and we are about to talk so, to some really it. interesting people. Oh, we don't hear it, actually. Oh. It's funny. Get oh, ready. Yeah. It's funny. I'll, I'll start with this. All right, I'll hit you. Are you ready? I, I'm ready. Are you ready? All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, Dean, you're good. Giovanni. <laughs> this feels like a world collide moment. Yes, I mean. Two biggest podcasts at BC. There Come we on. go. Thank you so much for having me on, dude. Absolutely, Great dude. to be here. Man. I was really excited to hear that you were free today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Street Buzz is on fire. You guys Thank killed you. it. Blew up in the beginning of the year. You've been going since. We're, we've been trying our best. I mean, like, you know, it's so it's so fun being here and having a podcast. That's, that's the only thing I've been, like, realizing in the last couple months is, like, you get to look at other places. My cousin goes to Syracuse, and he's got, like, something, like, he's big in the sports broadcasting like mm-hmm. I am, so he's at Newhouse, right? Okay. And everyone has one there. It's like, you have, like, 10 Beacon Street buzzes at Syracuse. Yeah. But, you know, being in um, BC, it's a great market. It's a great day outside. Like, Absolutely. people coming out, like, recording tomorrow. I'm very excited about it. It's all good stuff. Yeah, Syracuse, they've got the best sports broadcasting program. Oh, yeah, New House, Newhouse stuff yeah, there. Newhouse and I, it's funny, fantastic. I considered going there because I was so interested in it, mm-hmm. and then... I got here, right? I fell in love with the school. I scored here three times, and I'm like, when I get here, starting this podcast, I'm like, wait, I got something here, is that no one else really has what the Beacon Street Buzz is. I mean, you've got Dean's List, which is, I mean, killing it also. Let's totally not, let's different. Not, let's not mention, yeah. but it's exactly, it's a totally different thing. And that's the best thing about podcasting, is that you can have so many different types of podcasts go to the same market and be successful. I mean, people always... This is a common misconception. People say podcast, they think one specific, like, toxic masculinity thing. You think Joe Rogan type (laughs) style. It's kind of like podcasts are like TV shows. They're medium. Yeah. So you can have a bunch of different genres. And everyone's got their favorite thing, right? So you're not going to get, I know I'm not going to get all the viewers because there are people that are going to like what you do and then there are people that are going to like what I do. Right. Some people don't give a shit about sports. Some people (laughs) fucking love sports. (laughs) We we try to go for the people that love it a lot. Yeah, your marketing strategy was really funny in the beginning of the year. Like, the Um, meme page was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, so it's funny. I never really intended or thought that it would be a meme page. Like, I started it with the intent of being like, okay, like, sports radio show. Like, the guys I listen to in my car, that are like, people calling in, like, recording two or three times a week, which is a did not happen and should not happen because it's a lot of editing and recording and work to put in. But, like, then our, um, I call him our creative director, Jackson Shafroff, who's done an amazing job. Jackson's killing <laughs> he's, he's doing <laughs> it. He's the, it's all him. I mean, I, people give me, he's like, hey, you make great memes. Like, I don't make, I don't make shit. Like, <laughs> Jackson, all, Jackson just does the thing. He does, and he has them in his phone, too. It's, like, a yeah. funny thing because he, like, the first meme post we did, I remember, I'm like, how long did it take you to make these? Like, Nothing. I just posted them. Like I had them all on my phone. That's so I'm funny. Like, you just have like just thousands, the thousands of memes just in his phone. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's job description right there. <laughs> that drew people in. It did. It did. So and that's, quick. Plus the B you hate really. Oh man. Yeah, yeah we, put it through the roof. That was the first weekend where we were like, yeah, this can be something. Yeah. How many guys do you have in your team? So we now are up to nine. We added our most recent member, who's Pepper Green, done an amazing job. And, uh, and then our photographer, Brody Hannon, came in both this semester. We started out with seven guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does everyone have distinctive roles? Not, like, when we first started, uh, hell no. No, we all just, like, I remember the first night we recorded, uh, we sat down and Mac the night before and said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to bring bring your computer. I'll bring the mics. I wrote the show. And it's like, we're just going to talk about BC. And that's basically what we did. As it developed, we kind of got more into, okay, you know, Jackson is, you know, really in charge of the Instagram. We got someone in charge of the Twitter. You know, I kind of oversee everything. And they also come on the shows, right? And I try to rotate now because seven guys on one show, as you know, is, yeah. is pretty crowded. I listened to one of the early ones. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> because but there was a lot just, going on. <laughs> everyone's just talking. And it's funny. The first show, I, I think about this the other night, the first show we did, so, like, the first seven are, like, what I consider to be our... Like, just starting out, right? Where you get to pass that, because when it gets to the first BU game we had, the first one in that series is, like, it's actually the best. Like, I listened to it back, it's like, this is actually not bad. And you listen to two, three, four, and five, it all hits the, like, fan, like, it's nobody's business. But we get, I mean, it's just, like, figuring it out. You know, like, you started this, I mean, you said a year ago, right? So, like, just figuring it out is really big. And you have, it's just you that talks so yeah you know yeah. you're i mean will, mean will jumps in with a random commentary oh, will, produce, i love the producer commentary too like i listen to all these radio shows the producer gives one comment that's just like so inches hilar- hilariously funny he's he's yeah. queuing up for one right now yeah. <laughs> so awesome. did y'all so the 70 why do you think you got why do you think you hit so hard at the beginning why do you think that was your best one 
because I'm the opposite. The f- like the first, I thought the first my episode? my first couple episodes sucked. Like they were fun, I, but I, they were actually, just not as good. I actually, if I knew the answer, I'd tell you, but I do not. I don't know. I, I think I would think that we get better as we went, right? Like right. we get this two and three and four and five, and then we have a first guest on our. I think it's our eighth episode where that was actually really good. That's when we realized, I think. You know, we actually work really well together, and we can actually do pretty well with this if we actually put the work in. Right. And the first one, though, we all just went in and didn't think about it. Because the next one, maybe, you go in and you think about it, you're expecting it to be the same, and right. you're trying really hard, you're thinking about it. I mean, let's, let's not get something mixed up here. Is that podcasting is a lot harder than people make it out to be. Yeah, like it's just you th- Everyone thinks, oh, like it's just talking. Right? You're just sitting down having a conversation. But there's a lot of things that have to go into it, right? You, I mean, you're setting up every episode you're writing every show you're doing the research and then when you get into the actual podcast you got to talk and sound logical about the stuff you've done right mm-hmm. so it's a lot harder than people think and it takes a lot of time to flow especially with seven people on every episode which is part of the reason why i've tried to you know kind of take it down to maybe four or five per right. episode right and still have all the guys do it, it is a lot of work i mean yeah. so clearly we've got the setup here but so like I was saying, I thought I got exponentially better. Yeah. But there was a while there where I kind of didn't make any progress. Mm-hmm. Episodes probably and one through yeah. fifteen or something like that. We're how many episodes? How many episodes have you done? This is twenty nine. Wow. It's episode twenty nine. It's crazy. Um, but no, those first couple of episodes was kind of like a plateau yeah. because you're right. I was thinking about every one of them. I wanted it to be mm-hmm. just as good as the last one. But then I got to a certain point. It was kind of when we moved to to BC when mm-hmm. I graduated and yeah. moved here that I realized I, I was adamantly against at the beginning yeah. doing research and planning sure, things in advance. Sure, because cause then you have it, and that even adds to it more. Like, right. I, I thought, and just like a general, I guess, pre-presumption like, that I had going into it, since I really didn't know a lot about it, was mm-hmm. that you know all these guys have pages on pages on pages of notes with stats and scores and everything. And while it's helpful, right, for just a quick look down, you don't have to write, like, you're not writing lines for yourself. You're not, like, right. paragraphs of lines, like... That was my thing. Exactly. Is I yeah. was very re- against yeah. writing a play, writing a screenplay. Exactly. Yeah. But I realized at some point that, and I texted you a bunch of things that I thought would be cool to talk yeah, about yeah. before this, that having a little bit of structure definitely moves the conversation better. It does. It definitely it does. lets you hit harder at the beginning, keep people engaged. And I'd argue, and argue you need it because oh, without yeah. the structure, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you, we just came in here and we just talked about anything for you know an hour, an which hour we, could do. we could do. We could do. We could do it. I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be great. We're two pretty interesting guys, I think. But you know, when you have a structured conversation, that's what makes it a podcast, in my opinion. That's right. what makes it like a show, and then you can actually market that and drive it towards a specific audience. Whereas it's a lot harder to market just two guys sitting in a podcast room having a conversation than two guys sitting in a podcast room having a conversation about sports and NILs and student media, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. definitely has a more concentrated market. So 100%. Yeah. That's what, that's what podcasting is to me. Yeah. Early on the transitions were terrible too. Yeah. I, I gotta <laughs> say things have changed so much for the better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Will, have you seen any of the early episodes? Because I would. <laughs> yeah. It's just the <laughs> format is so bad. It was come in, but it's, hey, uh, you're a high school student. What do you have to say? It was so clearly made by high school. Yeah. yeah it's like, funny, though, right? Like, going back yeah. and now you've, as you've gotten better, isn't it fun, like, going back and listening oh, to your yeah. episodes? No, like, it's fucking terrible, Theo. I hate <laughs> listening to the... <laughs> oh, my God. I'll listen back to, like, my last couple. I actually pro- think, I think it's funny because I'm just, like... It's almost it is so, funny. It's, almost it's so entertaining. Bad it's, it's almost so, so bad that it's funny. I'm just like, God, why would I ever? It's say not that? almost so bad. It's funny. It is so bad. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like the the first couple episodes, I had a great time filming them, and I don't regret them at all. Yeah. But looking at episode two versus episode twenty is it's, it, oh, monumental it's difference. It's colossal. It's huge. And I I love seeing that progress. First off, because yeah. also what we get out of these conversations is so much better, yeah. so much more entertaining. Um, especially with the transitions I mentioned, yeah. we would jump from sports to, I don't know, music industry. Yeah. And, like right off. At that. least the serious conversation that was, what happened with us is yeah. I think one episode we were having just like the four of us in here, like a light cast that night. And it was late in the process as we were getting, as our, and our flow is really good now. And but our flow is like almost where it is now at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the lacrosse team cause they were just starting their season. And our guy, Timmy, was like he, one of our guys' name is Nick. Also, and I was like, "Do you think that Nick is the original nickname?" I'm like, 
what? How does that have to do with lacrosse? Like, we'll go on these twenty-minute tangents that will just make our episode that much longer. But I think you know. Also, that's the funny part about it, right? Where you get like you're talking about sports one minute, but then you're also just talking about like BC life and stuff, and that's really what I'm trying to move it towards. Yeah. Is you know, yeah, we're a sports podcast, but we're also a BC podcast. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. I mean, the meme page was the first step there. Yeah. You guys yeah. can really capture the right audience. Yeah. We um people like memes. That's what I'm starting memes. to find. Yeah. They like things that are funny. And if we can continue to be funny, I mean, I'm not funny. I, I, I've accepted <laughs> it. I'm, ob- I'm objectively not a funny I think person. the self-deprecation is the key there. <laughs> that, well, that's I why think, you're going to be funny. <laughs> that, I think that's what I'm trying to be is that obviously everyone has their own, air, um, their own on-air personality, if I can spit that out. But I think I'm trying to be so not funny that it ends up being funny. Right. That's what I'm trying to be. And there, we definitely have all, – all the guys are more, much more funnier than me. <laughs> If that's even the right, it's not even the right way to say it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> My whole on-air personality is pretty much the same. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, there's, yeah. there's not much difference between me. Yeah. I get a little louder, but that's mainly yeah. For the mics, seen, you know? before you lean, lean in I here. See, I'm get, already, I'm already back up loud. to the yeah. I'm gonna back up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, make, it, um, make it tough on Will over here. No, I know, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> Will. You can turn that shit down if you need to. <laughs> no, I know a lot of people do do on-air personalities. Um, yeah. Like. Jimmy Kimmel, for example, oh, or, or what's this? Jimmy Fallon is well, so Kimmel loud. Yeah. Well, probably Kimmel too. He, Jimmy Fallon is so loud on air. If he was like that in person, I would throttle him. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm. I think I'm a naturally loud person. So like, I was always pretty, but I wasn't screaming. Right. right. Some some guys are screaming. Like Fallon screams. Kimmel's a screamer. Jay Leno used to be a screamer. Like all these, and then in sports, I listen to all the sports broadcasters because that's where I'm I'm heading to. And like Joe Buck, I, I used to think he was like here and and then yelling, right? Be, which is like I'd be listening to the game. I'm like, can you turn it down? It's like my dad's like, it's on <laughs> ten. It it's on ten. I'm like, it can't go any lower. It's like he's he's yelling into the microphone. Like I want to watch the game, not hear Buck just spewing like whatever he's saying. I mean, it's probably good good what he's saying but he, when you're yelling well, I don't it, know it's too loud yeah I mean, yeah you never know who did you uh who'd you want to base your podcast off at first yeah who's your That's big, a your good big inspiration question. I did a lot of research for it I did I tried to get the best of everything pretty much I started with Barstool well, part of my take is probably right. like it's the standard for sports podcasts it's the you know, like the holy grail almost. That's, they're killing it. They're killing it. And they're, they just sold too. They did, crazy. yeah, big time. That's yeah. that's the standard for all sports podcasts, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like part of my take, whatever whatever Portnoy's done, if his name's on it. And that's why you see BC Barstool has had such a presence here, with its, at least with its following. They right? don't do much, but they, they have a lot really. of followers. They, well, yeah. well, because people see Barstool, BC Barstool, Barstool and they see, hey, this is, the, this is our Barstool account. Let's follow it. So right. now 24,000 followers later, you know, there they are. 24,000. Yeah. Don't do much. Okay. Yeah. Great. And that's hey, we're trying. We're trying to get there, (laughs) but we're trying to be that. But you know, in terms of basing it off something, I thought I was thinking as I was doing all this, like, like, what am I doing? Like, we got to make it our own thing, right? Mm -hmm. Barstool's got the idea, but we have the execution, right? Execution is BC specific, so we're going to talk about things that happen at BC in terms when we're not talking about sports. We're going to keep it very limited to people with BC connections that come on, and if we can do that, I think we can be original. Right. And that's what we try to do. So are you straying more towards the sports or lifestyle aspect right now? What do you think? Well, we definitely start when we started all sports, right? All of it. But I think we're getting close to like life stuff because we did stuff for the, I mean, the bean pot was, yeah, it was about the bean pot, but it was also about, you know, pregame for the bean pot or we're doing, you know, all this thing that comes with the game and not just the game itself. Yeah, it's better. I like that you guys are more of a commentary. Yeah, like yeah. you very clearly have an opinion in each of your posts, oh, yeah. oh, which yeah. I really appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I know there's some other podcasts or and uh, Instagram pages that do be uh, BC Sports. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what the one podcast is called. BC is it Interruption? Is it theirs? Maybe theirs. For Boston podcast. Maybe yeah, those one are of the, them. Those professionals. Yeah. I know they're very, but they they kind of stick to the stat sheet, and they and they do a know? good job. But that's I'm not saying that's, they don't. And but that's I am their MO, though. That's it, the thing with that. That's their market. Right. Our market is to be the fun guys. You guys managed to grab that market really effectively sure, yeah. by having an opinion. Yeah. And I mean, I think I it sounds keep, simple, but like you had to forge that. Yeah. You know? I want I want to keep doing it, and having an opinion, I think it sets us out. Like they think this, right? Mm-hmm. And if you align with that, then great. 
Give us a follow. We don't. We're, we're promo- actively. Pro- I'm looking at the camera. Actively promoting. Follow us <laughs> at B Street Buzz. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> not paid to say that. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't need. You run it. You don't need to be. Not paid to say that. <laughs> absolutely. You said you got some pretty interesting guests coming up too, right? Yeah, we got some yeah. really good people. We got um, two lacrosse players coming on tomorrow. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, putting some Marathon Monday com- content out, and then ending the year off. Probably do our hockey guests. Got an NFL player, not going to name him, mm-hmm. but we're, we're trying for that. That's going to be so cool. I'm really excited for the stuff we got coming up. Are you a weekly, weekly podcast? We're weekly. We okay. try to be weekly. Like, we took breaks at finals last semester. Easter, we didn't do anything, but right. like, you know, give or take weekly. Right. How do you find most of your guests? Are they So, I, I mean, I reached out to a bunch of them just to start, and the people that have gotten back to me have gotten back to me now rather than when I reached out in October right. <laughs> as we've, decided, we've started to grow. But, hey, I mean, I'll take it whenever. Um, the first guest we got was through my buddy Noah, who um, knows the rugby players. It was um, Eamon and Pat, who did a great job. and mm. that, that was definitely a shaky interview. It was only eight minutes. And, uh, really? <laughs> eight, eight, we, we only got through eight minutes. Okay. And we were just confused. We didn't know what to do. <laughs> so we About decided. the sport or about... About not, not really. Oh, like how to, how to run it. Exactly. Okay. Just, just what to say. Like, we, I didn't come up with enough questions for that interview, thinking right. that four questions would be enough to get a good conversation, but I guess it wasn't. But it was fine. I think eight minutes was good for that episode. And mm-hmm. then you go on to people like John Butchagross, who's the ESPN analyst we interviewed, and I wrote a 30-minute show, 30 to 45 minutes is about in our time range. Mm-hmm. We ended up going for an hour. I'm not going to cut Perfect. a single word of it because yeah, right. I, I want it, right? If he wants to talk, let him talk. He's right. there. So... In terms of reaching out to guests, though, just saying, like, being really casual is, like, treating them well is a very, very important. Um, we just using connections where you have them and, mm-hmm. yeah, just doing a good job when you have the opportunity. No, th- what you said there is definitely a good point. Like, obviously, an ESPN analyst is going to have a lot more to say yeah. than, than and, broad- and a broadcaster, too, because when it's your job to talk, mm-hmm. you like to talk. Yeah, it's all about who you bring on. It really exactly. is the personalities. Yeah. We had my buddy, um, my buddy Joe Labarge on. Okay. Yesterday. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know the name, but. Uh, really good guy. Really funny guy. Um, so he came on. We didn't really have a set list of things to talk about. It was kind of just like. What, what's Joe. Joe's like occupation? Was he? Was uh, he like? comedian. We said comedian. Oh wow. Call him a comedian. <laughs> Call him a comedian. <laughs> he is not, actually just. A, he's just funny. He's not a comedian. He's not actually he, a comedian. He's, he's not, just I funny. Gotta, as yeah, far. I gotta test his like comedian status though. No, he is funny. Yeah, he's I mean, really he's funny. funny. He's funny than he's a comedian. We didn't bring anything. <laughs> any ideas to talk about necessarily okay, for his podcast okay, we were just yeah. like it's joe flow. it's gonna be Even funny f- go, joe joe's gonna flow it was funny yeah, <laughs> it was a funny podcast yeah i mean he, li- uh, he lives up to the to the hype then no absolutely <laughs> absolutely at least the clips we picked out i'm playing i'm um but no like like i said we didn't have anything specific to talk about but we got a good hour exactly. interview out of it exactly and people and loved it like it's one of our most popular episodes and that's right. something you know because you have like experience and i'm sure and we haven't done an interview that's under 20 minutes since the first one. Right. And so I don't think we'll do an eight-minute interview again. But Right. Fair enough. And we'll probably get those guys again, do lo- stuff longer. But we were yeah. still figuring it out at that time, and I was really happy with that interview, even though it was so short. Right. Yeah. I mean, picking uh, picking the right time is definitely oh, yeah. difficult. At first, when I started, I wanted a Joe Rogan podcast. Exactly. I wanted yeah. a three-hour podcast, <laughs> and I was like... After filming an hour for the first time, I was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> an hour. Well, it, it gets your voice. Like I do baseball games for the uh, soon like run radio station, mm-hmm. and those we had a four hour game. Couldn't talk the next day. Right. Could not talk. And when I did, it was like raspy. Right. And I think I have a decently raspy voice. Like not on purpose. And now <laughs> I just said that I'm gonna not be raspy for the rest of the episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like talking for a while gets you. Like I treat it like a pro sport. I gotta like. Fuel up with this stuff. They're Absolutely, G Fuel. Sponsored. <laughs> there you go. See. <laughs> wait, wait. Get, get me drinking this shit. I, w- I, w- mm. I won't ask you if you were paid to say that. Oh, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, in this, yeah. <laughs> Let's change that, G Fuel. Um, no, but I'm like fueling up. Like I'm, I do cough drops a lot to help my voice. Like, shine mm. up. I got like vocal exercises that I do. I have a voice coach here that helps me out. It's one of my uh, professors, and so. Yeah, I mean, I treat it like I'm playing a sport again. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is an intensive job. Four hours. I yeah. I did a, uh, a basketball game in high school. It was yeah. like an hour and a half. That shit had me on my knees. Yep. I was exhausted. <laughs> it was so tiring. You're moving around. That's You got to be a lot more on your feet for it. Like, yeah. even ba- basketball is a sport. Baseball, you can just kind of, you know, not you do what we're box, doing here. Yeah. I mean, you still got to call the game. Right, but you can right. definitely 
Did you have to memorize all the players' numbers? So they get, I get a roster sheet, or I made one. Just I like to write my own stuff okay. for my calls. And so I made like a roster sheet with everyone's like um, hometown and everything. And then I've realized they give you the lineup every day, and it's got all that information already. Right. So that was that was good. Great. <laughs> but um, now, and like once you do it enough, like I've done like maybe four games now, like mm. you start to know the players. Like you know their numbers. You know what kind of hitting styles they have and what pitches the pitchers are going to throw. And then on the lacrosse side, which is the sport I've also done this spring, like you know what kind of plays they're going to run. There's a really cool play they run. I don't know what it's called, but they send a player behind the goal, and they have someone like up at the midfield, and they send her in, pass in. It's a, almost a goal every time I've seen it. Wow. It's crazy, wow. and they're just so good. Having the best girls lacrosse team in the country here is really nice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're seventh this year, but they've lost games, honestly, that mm. – most good teams would lose. They've lost in North Carolina. I mean, they lost bad, but they lost in North Carolina. They lost mm. in Northwestern. Right. And then, I should know this, there's a third loss on there. But they're 11-3. and three, They're seventh in the country. You're going to be in, like, having a really good team like that, though, like, that's going to be, they've been in the six straight national championships. Right. Like, and they were ranked sixth last year. So, right. seventh is right there. And they're going to be in contention for it each and every year. And Coach Walker Weinstein's done a great job of that. Definitely. Yeah. What is the recruitment strategy for them there? I mean, they, they are in a fortunate position where they oh, do yeah. have the status. Yeah. So I mean, it's now, not as now, difficult. Now, the recruitment stat thing now is completely changed, like flipped on its head. Like you go to six straight national championships, you win one, and then you have arguably the best lacrosse player, men's and women's, in Charlotte North. Mm. Like having her changed everything. Okay. Changed everything. And now people are coming to BC rather than BC having to go to them. Right. Which is really good. Right. Really, really good. Has, has NIL become a problem in women's lacrosse so far? Because I know it's a big problem in football right now. So, People being so, offered left and right. I guess you can like put it on a football scale in that sense and mm-hmm. say NIL has its advantages and disadvantages. I think that it's too much right now. I like the idea of it, but I think it's got to be done in moderation, obviously. Like. Take Zay Flowers, for example. Zay Flowers, I think, had a deal with BMW, it was, and so now Moorhead's got to deal with BMW. But, yeah, it's going to incentivize him to stay here, right? Because right. he's going to be making money, and that money that's waiting for him in the pros, he doesn't really have to go get it now, right? Right. But on the other hand, when people are making millions of dollars in college, like Bryce Young is worth $3 million in college. Right. Like, that's not a normal college life. And mm-hmm. so there's and there's a bunch of other disadvantages, but that translates over to lacrosse, Right where there's really no pro women's lacrosse that's me- as meaningful as it is. Like you have the USA team that um, a bunch of our girls play on every year. Charlotte North was the captain of it. They won a they win the championship a lot. They're they're, they're pretty good. Pretty good. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're okay. But for the women's lacrosse, right? There's really not a pro league like there is in football where there's millions of dollars waiting for them on the other side. So the opportunity, I think, Bill Smith has something with um, some car dealership in Massachusetts, but okay. the opportunity to make money now, right, right, starts you off on that right path. And whether it's, you know, continuing to play lacrosse or, like, doing camps like Charlotte North does a lot of the time now, and she's, I mean, her brand is through the roof. She's right. been doing a great job after college. But whatever it is, right, you have some money in your pocket while you're in college, and it allows you to play a graduate year. And now, this I think this is the last year with the COVID year, though. Yeah. But all these people that had the COVID year, maybe playing six years of college and making money for it, Sign me up. I think it's great for women's lacrosse. But right. football and other sports may be a different story because there's money waiting after. Yeah, that money waiting after could create an entirely different problem. Oh, it does. Uh, for sports like women's lacrosse, like men's cross-country and track, where there's not a set league yeah. like the NFL or the NBA waiting for them on the other side. Yeah, like Cutter, Cutter is staying another year because he wants to play here and because right. the Flyers didn't call him up yet. When the Flyers do call him up, he's going to go Right, because he's – Drafted fifth overall, you go. Well, the negative aspect of this in sports where there isn't a big league like that is that you'll have people, when they're offered, for example, say Charlotte all of a sudden was offered hundred grand by Syracuse to go and play there for her, her super senior year, That's, whatever it may be. That becomes right? a problem. Then it becomes a problem because she has a big incentive to go because yeah. there isn't those millions of dollars waiting for her on the other um, no. in the league and when that she money, graduates. And that, exactly. That money is going to do exactly what I was saying earlier, right. is put that money in your pocket before you go in your professional life. She's going to need um, have much more incentive to exactly. go get that to put it in her pocket. Yeah, and then, Zay doesn't have a reason really right now because he was offered $600,000 or whatever. To go somewhere else, and he, did, and he stayed. 
Right. And he stayed. He has no reason to. Big, big enough of itself, he's, by the way. He's going to be making $10 million next year. He's going to get drafted right? in about two weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> He's going to be getting drafted in two weeks. Hopefully to the Baltimore He's going to get Ravens. a $3 million signing <laughs> bonus. Okay, really? No. He's going to the Chargers, and that's fine. You're a Chargers guy? <laughs> no, but I know that's where he's going. Okay. <laughs> the Ravens would be smart to take him, though. They really we, need We'd be smart to take anybody that can catch a football. I'm saying anyone that can catch a football, please go, go talk to, to the Ravens. Ravens. I can catch. I've already talked to them. Trust me. They don't, they don't want, I'm too <laughs> they small. They don't want me. But. That's no, the, but that's it creates a, a problem. It does because you see, like Texas A&M last year, mm. Jimbo Fisher, national championship winning head coach, he's got his roster in recruits last year. What do you think? Like I, I can't I ballpark the number, but in terms of his transfers, how much do you think he made off transfers? Or ha- no idea. Tra- like it was in close to twenty million, I think. Really? I think it was close to twenty million. Using NIL. NIL oh, deals? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Saying, we have this deal for you if you come here. Right. Or, we no, have this money the, now. That's a strategy. We have yeah. this money now because the. Not only are the brands paying the athletes, they're paying the schools, right? So they're using money in their budget from donations to say, hey, to Zay Flowers, whoever offered, I don't even know who offered him, come play for us for this amount of money. It's free agency, and it's not college transferring. That's what it is. It's NFL free agency. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, like I said, there are benefits, and you've already kind of addressed this. There are benefits to it. For example, uh, well, the most well-known right now, Livy Dunn, oh, yeah. has a She's $5 million dollar NIL deal and, or and something. And how much do you think that's helping gymnastics, too? How many more people are watching gymnastics because of Livy Dunn? A lot. Yeah. A lot. But, yeah. the, you know, the great thing about this is that which is, once which she gets good. out of college, yeah. once again, there's no huge... But USA she's a, she's, a, she's a special case, right? You have the Olympics. She is. And Don't she's got her TikTok, right? And mm. that's where she's big. I mean, but... Don't get me for, wrong. For other gymnasts who are making money like she is... That's if you don't make the Olympic team, you're probably not going to do professional gymnastics outside right. of college. Right. Just because there isn't a lead that gets a lot of attention. So that is the benefit is yeah. that people that otherwise would not be making that big money when they graduate, they can yeah. have a chance to do so. Yeah. Like you said, though, the lack of regulation has created a big it problem. It is. And like with everything, there's rules, right? Like if you're going to have no rules, then I've been a big proponent of this. Reggie Bush should have his Heisman back. Yeah. But I mean, you got no rules, so yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, there's that that argument. We talked about this yesterday, Will, with, or two days ago with Joe, is there's the argument that if you, if you did something wrong at the time when the rule was in place, then you shouldn't get it back. In this case, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Reg, Reg, in my opinion, so I'm a big... Explain the Reggie Bush situation. I'm, so I, I get it, but... Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened, but Reggie Bush for USC was the bona fide Heisman winner in 2005. Mm. And he won the Heisman Trophy, found out later... I, I think it was that... He took like money from the school and gave it to his family. I think that's what it, I'm not. I really think he sure. took a third party payment. Yes, that's um, yeah, under the table that's for like a hundred grand, whatever, whatever it was. was. But it got they, they forfeited the Heisman. So now I'm a big sports trivia guy. I use this app Sporkle all the time. To play okay. like sports app. Yeah. it's a hobby of mine. Like it's a it's something I do in class. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but <laughs> I do the uh, Wordle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair it's, enough. It's the same. Th- it's the same co- same concept. Yeah. I will. Go do the Heisman Trophy winners quiz. I can name everyone back to 1980. It says forfeited on there, and I type in Reggie Bush's name every time because right. in my mind he won the Heisman in 2005, and no one's going to change my mind. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. we'll just pull it up. Yeah, he got, um, got impermissible benefits from a marketing agency. That is a weird payment. It's it's crap. Yeah, it's crap. That is weird. I mean, I don't remember the whole story. I'm sure it was something along the lines of, "Hey, we'll give you 100 grand." It was an NIL. It was an NIL before it was an NIL. It was an NIL before it was an NIL. And I mean, the thing is, now this is legal, which is in this case great. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, so mm. in, like I see, I see the point about you know getting the rule mm. with, if the rule was in place. You know, yeah. But Reggie well, Bush should have it. It won the Heisman Trophy, right. and he should have it back. I agree with that. Yeah. But like I said, I do think there's where we're at is kind of medieval. Uh, we need more regulation around yeah. it because, yeah, that's perfect. Like you said, the yeah. the transfer portal thing, where it's just free agency. Is, and now you see with our women's basketball team, you got maybe seven or eight players on the out. And really, it's got, yeah, it's got our coach under fire. She was a great, who's a great person, by the way, mm-hmm. um, Joanna Bernabe McNamee, awesome coach and an awesome person. But you got that many players out because there may be other opportunities elsewhere. Right. Right. And now there may be something else that we don't know. But we can't. We have to. I think the first assumption is that there's money involved, right? And I'd say there probably is, right? Do Do we know where they're going as of right now? I don't know where they're going. I know our freshman kind of like star. I think she was all ACC, at least honorable mention. Her name is Tanya Mayer. She's going out, okay. And a bunch of other players, but 
there's probably money involved. I'm sure there I'm is. Sure, because she sure had a great is. season, and there's probably someone, a bigger school, for at least for women's basketball, that's saying, hey, we'll give you, we got this deal in line for you. I mean, the whole big question is like the freedom to have a choice with the players. Yeah. Is um, yeah, now they can make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Oh yeah, which is great. That's like kind of set in stone. The whole big deal is once again when you have whole teams getting uprooted because somebody's paying oh, them to come to different schools. It's it creates like, a really yeah. big problem. Also, it creates a legacy problem. It the really, fact, it really fa- does. It does. The fact that you're gonna have seven new faces on BC women's basketball next year for like fans, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a whole new team for fans and for the players themselves. Like and right it, now, it's great that they're getting paid. I mean, allegedly, however much it is exactly. to go to a different place. Yeah, but when they graduate it's not going to be like the Michael Jordan went here and yeah. he was like the biggest yeah. player for four years. Or <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it was fucking great. That's not going to be much of a thing anymore. I, yeah. I envision until they can get good regulations around this players jumping around year after year yeah, to the better agency. deal. It's free, free agency. agency. Yep. It's free, but even worse than free agency because free football players don't jump around every year. They jump around every three. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. And they, and then, and then you see with, I'm a Ravens fan who said mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, right. this whole contract, right. And my friends would get so mad at me because I talk about it all the time. But, <laughs> but like, Lamar is trying to get money from someone. Mm. And whether that's, you know, a six-year deal, right? You're not signing a six-year deal with a college. Right. So, and, and I think that's what he wants. So, for the NFL, it's a lot more set in stone. It happens every year where there's some right. big player that moves. But once they move, they're there for a long time. Right. Mahomes has a 10-year deal. Mm. He's not going anywhere. So, yep. college player is going to maybe go for a year. And then maybe, if they don't like it, or there's more money, transfer again the next year. Right. And play for three schools in three years. I mean, it all comes back to regulation at yeah. the end of the day. I mean, with basketball players, it's not going to be as big a deal simply because they don't stay in college they for don't four years. The best enough. generally yeah. don't stay. And now you saw Johnny Manziel go after two years. That, that doesn't happen in football anymore. Right. You're staying at least three. You got room to transfer and still be effective. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. You'll have fifth and sixth year seniors here. Because, um, yeah, in basketball, you have players leaving after their first season. Their right. Zion plays what one year for Duke? One year in Duke. Now he's on the and Pelicans, he's on the and Pelicans. they just fucking lost. My God, dude! <laughs> oh my first, God. not even even make it to the first round. No, anyway. no. <laughs> no, but it is going to create a big problem for a while. Hopefully, they sort it out because yeah. it's really infuriating sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's... we just lost Morehead too. Uh, where is he going? Right? Wait, we, we think we lost Morehead? I thought so. Because did you look at our post? Is that no. Why? Oh, what was it? Our post was that April Fools? Yep. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Do you hear that? Shit? Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> you, you, you felt the old head was leaving. Oh my god! So wait, this is funny. So uh, Nick, Nick was like, "Fuck you!" Oh, that was a joke. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! god. That's yeah. awesome. Wait, look at the live reaction to that. I gotta see that. Go oh, fuck man. yourself. You're, you looked at me like, "What is he saying?" <laughs> oh my god! That's so did mean. You, so we we um. Oh, I guess it was a pretty. We did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, then. bro, I thought of that immediately. <laughs> it's it's April third. You guys are my BC it. sports people. I go to you guys. <laughs> we got to scroll down the uh, send the caption. <laughs> oh, I got to see. Oh, bro. But that um, is funny as fuck. dude. Okay, so yeah, you uh, got me. Nick, you Nick, <laughs> you're gonna have that so one. So funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face when I said that I was like, does he not know? Wait, no, he posted it. What's happening, bro? Oh my god. But oh, that's terrible. Ni- so Nick, who's like um, our, our 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 will, basically, he produces everything. Okay. Uh, I mean, I edit, but he and in the show, he does all the like mic stuff. Right. But he made that post while we were in the booth for a women's lacrosse game, and he went back to his room and he told he texted me after. It's like <coughs> multiple football players have come up to me and said, "Is where did you get that information from? Is that actually true?" <laughs> football players. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. so I knew he did a good job, but the fact that it's had an effect this long ago. Wait, do we? How I long guess, ago was it? What is that? It, was April, that was on April. That was April Fool's Day. Yeah, okay. Let's, I got to see. We put it in the caption. So we did put it in the. It says let April. Me, let me see. April Fool's suckers in the caption. <laughs> oh my god yeah i felt for that immediately oh my god i looked at that and i immediately turned over to you and was like dude we just lost morehead <laughs> i was like no oh man i always think of the date too because like they got me oh no they got me this time with a lamar jackson contract right because i've been looking at for, for weeks like right. every time i get breaking news on espn on my watch forget yeah. it it's instantly drop whatever i'm doing because that could be it i was very susceptible on that day that was the day of uh showdown which is like the big oh, dance competition yep, yep. so we were like getting ready for that and yeah. i was like jumpy yeah so you you have the nerves already the anxiety's there you you that don't want to be me. played that's with. funny well done well thank done. you thank you hey so we got to do april fools next year dude. we got to come back swinging oh absolutely you got any ideas me? for uh who mm. well it's so we far, fired right? our whole coaching staff and i was done no, no, we can't we couldn't be <laughs> geo died no, I'm sorry. oh man <laughs> we couldn't be too like 
we knew that we had to do something that could happen, but like didn't. Right. Which is essentially Saber Fools. Because like, fire the whole coaching staff. Everyone knows, yeah, Saber Fools. Saber Forget Fools. it. Saber Fools. Something like that. That could actually. That was happen. a good subtle one. And Emmett, like if you're watching this, please, it was a joke. <laughs> do not transfer. We need you next yeah, year. Yeah, I was thinking that we need. Do him. not transfer. We need him. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. What now. is Phil's plan? Do you know? So Phil's at Pitt, and it's funny because we play them next year. Okay. Of course, it has to be in Pitt. That would have been an awesome game to have here. Right. But Phil. He could still sneak in onto a team, I think at this point undrafted, if he plays decent next year, if he mm. plays really well, he could sneak as a draft pick. Okay. I mean, it's just I feel bad for the guy because I met him a few times and he's a, just a genuinely nice guy. Mm. He's a genuinely nice guy and he was a first round talent at some point in his career. When his, whether it was in Notre Dame, whether it was here, but he had a hand injury um, before we all got here. And I, he never his throwing form hasn't looked the same since. It's right. not his throwing hand, and so when that injury happens to a quarterback, it's it's bad. Right. Like your throwing hand, you gripping the ball in right. that way, like it's gonna hurt. When we watch him play, I was gonna say it doesn't look. It looks like he knows what he's doing. It messes with his head. You can too. It no. messes with his head. I yeah. was gonna say you can clearly tell when someone's not comfortable in the field. Yeah. He looked pretty comfortable at times, but then. Sometimes you just like collapse, and that's what happens with yeah. quarterbacks that suffer these injuries. Is that it get like I said, it gets in their head, and they try to make decisions like, "Oh, I used to be able to do this. I think I can make that throw. Let mm. me just make it anyway." And it turns out not being good right. because by that time you're thinking for too long that if you don't have the ball out nowadays in two seconds, you're going to get sat or it's going to be picked. Yeah, no, it is because li- these linemen are so good. It is really scary yeah. to think about one injury can end it all for yeah. Like, and look, player. he's still got he still got a chance, and I'm wishing him the best. Right, right? absolutely, but. When that uh, you're throwing hand an injury that happens and you're out for a pretty long time, he was out until like July, like in okay. terms of like practicing with pads, I think, and so that's that's considerable. Yeah, yeah. What about Moorhead? What do you think his prospects here are? I mean, he's still got a couple years in him. He's got a couple he years in him, and he's got some good experience. What I saw from him last year was really really good. However, he does ha- did have Zay Flowers, but right. I think I think that I think that. With the stability on the offensive line, because when you field eight offensive lines, different configurations in nine games, for a quarterback, that's not helpful. You like having the same guys in front of you every week. Right. Guys like Joe Griffin, who's going to be a sophomore. Guys like Ryan O'Keefe, who we just picked up, I think can fill Zay Flowers' role. And when you have guys like that, multiple options to go to, it could be good for Moorhead. He threw for 330 yards in his first two games. Right. Exactly, I think. Wow. And so... We've seen him have flashes of greatness. Right. It's going to depend also on the running game because I think guys like Alex Broom and Xavier Coleman are going to be huge in terms of their ability to take the pressure off Moorhead because what happens is sometimes you get Moorhead throwing 40 passes a game. Right. If Moorhead throws 40 passes a game, every year we're going to be 3-9 and nine again. I'll right. book that. We need to have a sound running game. We can't just run it a lot. It's got to, it's got to work and be good. I mean, the whole benefit of a running game, in my mind, is literally just as a – it might happen, and if it does, we got to be ready for it. Yeah, but it yeah, shouldn't yeah, be yeah. the primary thing. It should be a well, this could happen. I mean, That's we've why seen we're on the te- we've here. seen teams run. Not to go back to the Ravens, but in 2019, we had the most rushing yards in the league, mm. and we didn't go very far in the playoffs. Right, but that's because we didn't run it, and that was what we did. We ran it, and it worked for a little bit, and it doesn't work anymore. Mm. In today's NFL, I agree with you. You got to pass the ball. You got to be able to pass the ball, right. and you can run it more than you pass it. But when the time comes to pass it, you have to be able to throw it. Right. I mean, we've seen what happens to running quarterbacks. Like yeah. Cam Newton, peak of the NFL for a year. RG3. Did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, has collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. And you see what he's doing now. He thinks he's better than a lot of people he's not better than. Right. <laughs> he's still got that, you know. I mean, it's the same mindset. Yeah, yeah. It's the same mindset. Like, you can change the person, but you can't necessarily no. change the way they view themselves. Exactly. Right? exactly. It's hard for yeah. people to admit that in some yeah. cases. For he, him, especially. Talk about injuries that are der- like career derailing. He had one that like just made him not good anymore right like pretty simply right so i mean he was good and it's sad because i liked him growing up he was a fun guy to watch but that happens you yeah. know it's a change in the guard then, the he grew a, then he grew a tree trunk on his head yeah and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he's not being good but no i know what you mean yeah um no, he's coming. I mean, Aaron Rodgers also. Yeah. I want to talk about him right quick because, dear God, the dude is 38 years old, came out of a dark room and decided he wanted to play until he was 45. And go to the Jets, too. Is he going to go to the Jets? What do you think? He's going to go to the Jets. I was reading I, earlier. I don't know they, haven't, I don't, they haven't been in talks for weeks. Because I don't know what – I mean, 
This would be the most Jets thing to do to mess this up, though. This would be so funny. And not that I hate the Jets. It's just that they're like the Jets and the Mets are, as a New Yorker, fun mm-hmm. to hate. Right. They're just fun. You like hating the Mets. Right. And I know Mets fans that are good people, mm-hmm. but they're delusional about their Mets <laughs> and the Jets. They think, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the World Series. The Mets are going to win 110 games. No, you're not. No. No, you're not. Uh. And so, like, the Jets, if they get Rodgers, although I think they will be good. Okay. Because Rodgers, what he brings is what we saw with Brady, other people. Right. When Brady signed in Tampa, he brought Leonard Fournette. He brought all these guys on the defense. People want to play with good quarterbacks. Right. Or big-name quarterbacks, that is. The thing about Rodgers, too, and I don't, I doubt this has anything to do with the trade talks, because at the end of the day, it's still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's a very controversial figure to oh have my. on your team. The guy, the guy has himself in the news for the wrong reason every other week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the biggest anti-vaxxers at the, yeah. when, when that was a he big deal a couple years ago. He goes in that dark room and does God knows what. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> who knows what he was doing in that room. And then the, all the stuff with the Packers is like football drama. Right. It's like more drama. But then you hear about what he's doing off the field too and it's just yeah. like that's just ridiculous no. i mean if you take all of the politics out of a player then it wouldn't matter but you can't take it out of this man no. i mean he just endorsed i don't know if you know rfk jr oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. bob he's well he's like he's talking about controversial people he's in of himself like a he's ridiculous very controversial guy so and he kind of kind of uses the name that he has yeah to like put himself in like a very high position. It's a weird situation because he, that family clearly very democratic family. Yeah. Right. And a very historic and a very historically good fa- important very, family. In my opinion, a very good family in right. their in the way they do things and a very famous family. Thing. Right. Very clearly, and he is like you said using his name to his benefit right now. Yeah. I mean, he's a big. Uh, well. He claims to not be an anti-vaxxer, but he's on the board of a big medical institution that is against vaccinations. Sure, um, he's, sure. he's said a lot of very controversial things recently. Yeah, is he a big environmentalist? Right? He is, and he's uh, also an asshole. He is. I'm a Bears fan, but he is <laughs> okay. has horrible sportsmanship. Not fun to talk about. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh, I thought we're talking about, about Bobby RFK. Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> that's my bad. I was like, RFK's Rogers is a fan or a Lion fan. Um, I'm sorry, no, I just hate Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's so bad. No, RFK. He is an environmentalist, which is the funniest part about this, because yeah. a lot of what he's done for the environment is really good. Yeah. But then his views come out of nowhere, like the opposite. Yeah. He's an enigma. He is an enigma That's of a, a politician. Word. I gotta say, Dean, you got some very good vocabulary. I just pull it out my ass sometimes. <laughs> uh, you got a very. Like, I, I can't even think of the word to describe it. But <laughs> get the vocab, bro. I got the thesaurus out. Like no, he uh, he is he's an enigma. That's a good way to describe him it because way. he. Yeah, like I said, exactly, like he pulls said, both he'll, sides. He'll say he'll do great things for the environment. Like I think he has a foundation that I don't know what he does, but mm. I watched like a documentary. Hey, can on you him. pull up the name of J- uh, RFK Junior's uh, Environmental Foundation? Yeah, he's yes. got he's got something. That's Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, great chemistry right there. That is his whole thing, um, and he's done like I said, great things. Yeah. Uh, outside of politics, but now he's running as a Democratic president. Oh really? I thought he was. Yeah, running. he's oh, running as wow. a Democrat. Oh, um, which no, is well, Democrats incumbent though, right? Or is Biden not going to Yeah, no, he's year. running against Biden, which yeah. is um, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll but I think he's th- hoping his name will get him further than it will. I, I really don't like to get into politics. But, like, no. I mean, I can talk about it. I can talk about it. I was um, always a huge history buff, so I try to go with all yeah, history. Too. Like, I And I have a lot of respect for the office of the presidency. So, like, my family was not, like, just Trump supporters before the election, mm. right? And they're still not. But... When I when he was elected, right, I was like, okay, this is the system that's in place, mm. right? We elect a president, and I'm going to give him a chance, right? Right? Who knows? He'll prove me maybe he'll prove me wrong. I didn't think he did, but oh well. No, fair what, enough. What are you going to do? I mean, at, at the end of the day, I know a lot of people don't really care about, and this kind of goes back to Aaron Rodgers, actually, ironically. Yeah. A lot of people don't care about the person. They just care about what they do in their role. Yeah, Separa- separation of like... Personality exactly, and ability. Exactly. Yep. I care a lot about personality. Uh, so yeah. part of the reason... Yeah, clearly. The, <laughs> okay, really? <laughs> the I didn't um, say <laughs> No, I do. I care, a lot about, I care a lot about the way someone holds himself. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like the way that Trump came into office. Uh, he did some good stuff. He did some bad stuff, whatever. Sure. Ignoring Every president entirely. does, but I think just you, to your point, right, mm. the way that a leader, especially one of the one of the bigger countries in the world, right, that's elected by now 350 million people, 
should carry themselves in a specific way. Right. And now everyone's view not of that. in a specific way. Just not carry yourself in a certain way. You exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah, yes, yes. Like, there's a lot more room for yeah. acceptability than there is for, like, what you shouldn't do. Yes, that that's, per- that's perfect. Because if a president went up there and started, like, cursing, that's not really professional, right? Fair enough. And, and that's probably the most minor example of it I could think of. But you're right that a president while he does have to do and say certain things, the list of what he shouldn't say is a lot longer and a lot more important. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this does, this kind of goes back, what we were saying, RFK? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, bro. Politics I didn't, and sports. I didn't see, did he like post on his like story or something? Very recent. I think it was yesterday really? he oh. endorsed him. Um, yeah. RFK Jr. Aaron Rodgers. Um, you just giving him tasks. I'm sorry, Will. I keep giving you tasks here indirectly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, 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 it's all good. Uh, yeah. But, no, I think this was yesterday he endorsed him. And, I mean, politics and sports is kind of a... It's not a new thing, but it's recent that people started really caring It's about recent it. enough, and politics is now more divisive. Real so quick, like, go to that headline, Wolf. Go to that headline. Aaron Rodgers appears to endorse fellow anti-vaxxer <laughs> RFK Jr. for president. <laughs> Kudos to whoever wrote that. That's very eye-catching. Yeah, let's, let's see here. Um, but, yeah. Uh, eyebrow raising post on social media flex that featured biceps, flex biceps, flex biceps and, and heart emojis. emojis. That's the. <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, but it, it is funny how more oh, and man. more. Yeah, here we go. Oh wow, post he's, a lot, he's a lot older than I thought. RFK Jr. Uh, yeah, what is he? Seventy probably. He's got to be. He's around there. There's, there's um, one more for you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put this up on the screen too. Actually, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's my bad. Might as well. What? Uh, no, that's no, no, that's, that's his father. That's his father. Big Robert. Rest in peace. Uh, 62? Yeah, 69. Yeah, he's oh, 70 years old. Call Dean. Boom. Um, Let's go back to Yeah, but, so yeah, there you go. Aaron Rodgers endorsed RFK Jr. Very fitting endorsement, if you think about Aaron Rodgers' past views. But at the yes. same time, a little disappointing, actually. A little um, bit. Because I'm not saying I would prefer him to endorse Biden or anything. I'm just saying that RFK is a very controversial figure. Yeah, so and that's, yeah. I, but I, to your point, I think he fits Aaron Rodgers' like, right. viewpoint. Right. And like, in... To that note, I mean, you can have whatever view you want. I really don't give a shit. But when you're actively hurting people with, like, that yes. anti-vaccine propaganda, sure. it yeah. becomes a problem. Exactly. Um, same thing. Kyrie Irving did the same thing earlier yeah, in the year. Yeah, well, I mean, um, he's got a whole He's got a whole thing. slew of things that, yeah. he's, <laughs> that he's been doing recently. <laughs> and um, let me tell you, to your point about mm. you know, separation of personality and ability, probably the best handles of all time. He is an exceptional basketball yeah. player. But some of the things he says and does are just not... Right. Like, you, you can't not think about it. It's right. almost so hard to separate personality and ability because you see him do great things on the court, and then what does your dad say when he walks in the room? Or your mom say when he walks in the room? You. Oh, isn't he the guy that did this? Yeah, this exactly. guy that did that. Yeah. It's impossible not to think about it. Yeah. I mean, politics and sports, I'll say it one more time. I mean, they, <laughs> until recently, was not important. Like, no. it really wasn't. No. Like, no one would have given a shit what Kyrie Irving had to say 20 years ago. And that's why there's news stations about politics and news stations about sports. Exactly. And yeah. it's it's always funny how the news, the uh, people that do sports are always talking about how ridiculous it is that the athletes are giving their opinions on things. <laughs> yeah. And the people in but, news but are just pissed off. a lot of hate for that. And yeah. I don't think he should because he's expressed he's doing what any American could do. Right. Any American with a job, which happens to be professional sports... Yeah. Now he's in the public eye, right? Social media has given them the opportunity and to exactly. express and their I voice think in that sense. I don't see an issue with that. Right. I don't see an issue with that either. Um, the problem becomes when, like, Aaron Rodgers, for example, starts talking about how people shouldn't get vaccinated, uh, which could, is a very yeah, controversial I don't, I don't topic, like, and I don't it hurts like, people. Yeah, so. I don't like opinions on others' choices. Like, yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. It's, a suge- <laughs> it's a suggestion, right? I don't have to take it. Right. I'm not going to take it in that case. It's a good and way to so, put it. Like, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. No, but social media has really given a lot of people a voice that otherwise would not yeah. have had one. And like, it's got good. And trust me, we would have no voice if not for social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. would have no voice. I mean, think about Michael Jordan if he had had Instagram. Yikes. In today's day and age. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yikes. He's an asshole. Uh, good basketball player. Not as much asshole. of an asshole as Aaron Rodgers. As Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Thank you, Will. We're going to keep <laughs> coming right, back though. to that. Anytime we say someone's an asshole, we're going <laughs> to get Like Aaron Rodgers? Like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> 
if he had Instagram, then he would have 200 million followers and be one of the most influential people on the planet. Yeah, he was and already and one of the most influential people on the planet without every, social media. Everyone wanted to be like Mike, and they still do, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's insane. I mean, and you said King James, LeBron's got 100 million followers, or whatever it is, on Instagram. Who's got? Is it Ronaldo still with the most? Ronaldo's got the most. I don't know how many he has. It's at like this point. 200 something. It's more than that. How, how many? How many followers does Ronaldo have? These athletes are crazy. No, it is crazy because they can they can use their um, they can actually put to tangible use their following, which yeah. is really interesting. And well, that's what four hundred million followers. Five hundred. Oh my god! Million followers. Ronaldo, that's Ronaldo. Five hundred. He has more than half a billion followers. That's crazy. That is, if you took away half a billion followers, he'd still have more than most countries worth of people following yeah. him. <laughs> He's got more more countries than there are Americans. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, is wild. No, it is interesting how social media has made such a big difference on on um, influencers, but specifically athletes' impact. I mean, yeah. no, like I said, nobody really cared 20 years ago. That might be because nobody really knew what they believed type thing. Yeah. And now you've got Ronaldo. Because, well, because they wouldn't be asked that in the press conferences. Right. And now you got podcasts, right, circling back. You can ask those questions. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I'd, I'd choose to stay away from that. But someone in theory could. Yeah. Right? Ask athletes or influencers or anyone with a presence what, what they believe yeah or they could put it on their instagram yeah which is a lot easier i think it is a really it is kind of a refreshing and nice thing to know that people can you know garner this influence and then actually sure put it to use sure and that's what i've started to figure out i don't know if you've had this like sensation too but like when you reach people right they not only start to recognize your face which is the not the part i take from it but they start to like you came in. I went in here. You said like your memes are great. Like yeah. <laughs> people have seen your memes and the, you've had you formulated an opinion on it. And that for me is like, damn, we we put that out. That was right. us. It's like we we were able to you know make content just like I'm scrolling through Instagram. I see like we were able to do that for some people, right? right. So that was something that was really eye opening to me. Yeah, I mean I'm happy to do this. Every, like Will knows, I'd be happy to do this every day. I, yeah. I just like talking to people. He just I, loves talking. I just love talking. Talker. Just love talking. No, I do love talking to different people because everybody does have, a, a, if slight, a different opinion on everything. Sure. So it is fun to get different people's perspectives on things i mean we had joe in the other day and that was just fucking ridiculous (laughs) we got you on now yeah we're getting my buddy paco in on on saturday it's gonna be a lot of fun stuff um what is that three times a week is that like normal for you we're gonna have four this week wow uh that's not normal we this is the first week we're really overloading cranking out episodes it's because um (laughs) over the summer clearly we don't live near each other and we don't really have a recording space back home. So yeah. we're kind of like cranking up episodes so that we can release gradually yeah. until we hopefully get back next year. Sure. Um, is the goal. So uh, uh, we gonna, are kind of overloaded. You're going to hold some. Yeah, yeah we're going to hold back that's a smart. little bit. Yeah. Um, so we're doing our best. That's there. what I'm thinking of doing because during the summer we don't have the equipment. You know, we, right. we record over that, that Zoom-like site, which I told you can create problems. Right. Like we, I have one or two guests planned for the summer. Just right. Like to do like a check-in. Right. Like, I guess it doesn't really fit into a season, but I'm probably not going to release in them. Right. I'm probably going to hold them to the academic year because that's when people are here. That's mm-hmm. when people can react to it, and that's when we as an organization can figure out the response to it. I think right. that's the most important part. I mean, that's where our things kind of differ a little bit too, yeah. is that you are, since you're so BC Central, uh, it is. It makes sense to just wait until the school yeah, year it, starts. It helps again. us to be like yeah. here while yeah. we're doing it. For me, it doesn't really matter. We can do this from anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, we're not together. We don't have the equipment. Exactly. Uh, so that's why we're trying to release it gradually. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be a tough couple of weeks, but it's going to be fun. Finals, too. It's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, school, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever, bro. We'll forget about it. I, yeah, I've kind of, like, just the buzz itself has, like, kind of taken my... I used to be so, like concern with school like every bad grade i would get in high school i'm like shit i'm done for it's an entirely different but, but now i see this i'm like this is what kind of one of my mom's career to be then yeah i'm gonna focus on this yeah i'm not gonna focus on like sociology or anything it's a totally different playing field too yeah i mean in high school you're working 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 so you can get here exactly now you're here exactly yeah now what do you do you really need 37 a pluses not really. no you need to Although, you need to learn that's what you need classes <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. need to learn. That's the point here. Exactly. So. You learn, have a good time too. Yeah. Don't is this what you time. want to do with your career? So yeah, sports broadcasting. I've been doing play-by-play commentary. That's probably the goal. And end up anywhere: football, basketball, baseball. Mm. I really, I call like cricket. I don't care as long as I'm calling <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna try to carry B Street with you? Oh, oh, that's my one reservation: is mm. that I will never have 
Beacon Street Buzz operated by non-students. Okay. I'm going to pass it down to someone, and that's something that's been recent because I haven't really thought. Like, when I was starting out, like, Mm. I didn't think we were going to get here. Like, I think we have, like, 1,100-something followers, like, almost 1,200. Really great. I I didn't think we were going to get here that fast. And so now that, you know, this could actually be something big, I don't think – or I've started to have to think about what am I going to do after this. I I just got a trademark for the name that um, I now own, and I got to pass that down to someone. Right. I was thinking that, that's when I really realized, and I, that's when I said I'm never going to have this run by a graduate because I bet I bet Barstool's run by a graduate. I oh, I'm, I doubt. A, yeah, I'm sure. I bet it is. because if a yeah. student ran it, they'd be better than us. Right. Right. Because they're that's what we do. We're at every game. Right. We're mm-hmm. on campus. You know, we see the funny things that go on. We have heard. Right. Because right. you got to have a BCID to have heard. So. We see all that stuff go down. Do you really? You need a BC ID. Uh, or BC really? email or something, right? Something of that. Uh, I don't like, have Herd. I need to yeah. get Herd. <laughs> you got to get on Herd. I got to get on Herd. We're, we're going to try and transfer everything from Herd over to. Although I, <laughs> I see people stealing our memes, though, on Herd. Really? I, we got, I've started to have Jackson put the water, like our logo, yeah. watermarked in because people are stealing our stuff. Okay. Herd, here, users, don't steal our, <laughs> don't don't steal steal our, our shit. Crap. We're going to come at you. Really. We're going to come at you. But. I'm yeah. I'm never having this run by a graduate because it's really a student thing. It should be run by students, and students are going to do the best job in keeping up with the brand. That's admirable. Yeah, that is you. really admirable. Yeah. Do you know? Well, clearly we're freshmen, so you got some time. Yeah. But do you know how you're going to go about finding your replacement there? You're going to bring people on gradually. We'll see. <laughs> we'll I see. Really thought about that. That's a, it depends. Take it day by day, <laughs> week by week. That's, right. That's my motto kind of so what do you want to do after um you graduate so after i graduate um, do you have a path set up yeah i mean i've been trying i'm i'm talking <clears> to <throat> um, new england sports network a little bit i'm mm. talking to nbc sports philadelphia i'm doing some stuff with them this summer i'm getting uh coached by the uh flyers radio broadcaster a little bit and doing like a, he has a broadcasting camp who knows the friend that helped me start beacon street buzz so mm. i'm gonna um pay him to help me broadcast better and talk better on these mics right fair enough <laughs> or not these mics my crappy mics that i use <laughs> for our show yeah but uh yeah i'll just try and make myself better and continue to keep calling games and really hone that and i'm, I'm thinking about starting another show too that's kind of like this okay where you know it's a more conversation based more serious and sports based interview that's going to air on radio hopefully in the newton area so yeah. Oh, in the new era, that'd be cool. Well, that's yeah, that's where, that's where sports radio is supposed to go. Actually, so it's funny. We are called it's called WZBC Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. We don't go to the radio. Okay. We go to YouTube because there's apparently there's a mic somewhere that goes to the radio, but our our president or advisor is abroad. Okay. I have not seen said mic, and apparently, we can't get it to work. Okay. I think I, I I'm not a tech wizard. I don't know if any of you guys are like crazy. I mean, you got yeah. this whole setup. That I couldn't I couldn't even do, just all these it. I couldn't <laughs> even do half that. I don't even know what half these are. No, fair but, enough. I don't either. <laughs> I just know what they do. You know what they do. Yeah. But I I'm pretty certain that if I had 20 minutes to sit with this microphone, I think I could figure it out. Okay. I think I could figure it out. I, mean, I think you. We can't find out. the microphone. Well, I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen the microphone. I don't know that it even exists. So he could be lying to me. I don't think he is. He's a good dude. But. Yeah. This mi- this this microphone apparently <laughs> goes to the radio in Newton. So That's fun. there's just a direct line to the radio station. Uh, I, this is what I'm told. Really this funny. Is what I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's really valid. It can't be that hard yeah. to figure out. Has BC been especially really helpful with your podcast at all? Have you like the, talked to like the school the at all? Or the programs. So it's funny when I was first starting, I was dead set on having someone like a parent organization doing it. So I went to WZBC. I went to the Heights. I went to who was the third organization I went to? I was I just generally. Prob no, eh, no. I didn't. I didn't think about going okay. to them because I didn't think they were gonna. I was. I was not looking for funding, but I was looking for like a a base. Like, right. I didn't know about this room. I did I thought that I had to go in that studio. Right. Mm-hmm. Until I found this room, I was like, I could do this by myself. Right. Right. But I was dead set on having it be under a parent organization. Until I was able to realize that start. I mean, I, I was going to ask you about this, but I thought that starting it was very easy. Mm. Doing a good job like we're doing is very hard. Right. And I said that earlier. But until I found that out, right, until I found out that starting it yourself is pretty easy, it's just what you make of it, I was pretty lost. Right. And so that's what I, yeah. I was really lucky at the start. Um, so I told you earlier I started this as a senior project. Yeah. So we had to have an advisor as a part of the senior project. Tell, tell me you got an A on that. 
Oh, bro, no grades, dude. I didn't have to do anything. I found that out later. (laughs) No, but I needed an advisor. So I went to the audio technical dude at my school, Mr. Shoemaker. God bless him. Wow. He pretty much set me up. He had his own podcast. So he told me how to do it. He told me what equipment to use. And that's that's what I, yeah. An entirely different setup from what we have now. Like we use something called OBS now. Okay. Which is just a really nice live streaming platform. Yeah. But we used something entirely different. Oh, we're we're live right now? Oh, no, no. Uh, I mean, I we, we use it as recording, but you can go live on it. <laughs> there we go. Um, but entirely different setup. He pretty much just hooked me up with all that. Yeah. So it was an easy start. It was pretty easy for us. We made, it was cool, actually. There used to be a 3D printing room next oh, to wow. his office. He turned it into a podcast studio. There you go. So we have one in my high school now. It's make, you can do it. For, I, we did an episode from my basement at home. Fair it, enough. It didn't come out, but it, we did an episode from my basement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first episode was, wasn't under Dean's list or anything. It was just me and my buddies sitting on a couch in my house talking <laughs> and I thought it was bomb at the time it was fucking terrible it was so bad that's, that's the typical that's like the, st- like the Joe Rogan no it was terrible dude, head, dude we like, debate you'll love this we debated whether Godzilla or Clifford the Big Red Dog would win in a fight we talked about that for that sounds like 45 a minutes <laughs> we had all the details that's we had it, the that's wikis up <laughs> no literally we made it work oh it was God, fucking hilarious awesome. at the time and then that I read it back awesome. and I was like why would anybody find this funny that's like a banter um, topic for 45 that's, that's no impressive. pretty much that is pretty much dude. Uh, it was a good time but yeah. it was terrible uh, Mr. Shoemaker just kind of like showed me what yeah. to do instead and I had yeah I had that mentor too Maggie McIntyre is a friend of a family a very good family friend who works at NBC Sports Philadelphia and gave me everything I needed to know you know this Beacon Street Buzz is not here without her right. so she's been a huge help still even I just call her uh, I'll text her like hey what's how do I ask this question? Right. I, we have this guest on. How do I ask this question? Or I don't know how to start this episode. <laughs> yeah, Can fair you enough. please help me? Or I'll send her some of my broadcasts and say, hey, you know, why the hell did I say this? Right. I know you don't know, but why is this bad? <laughs> why do I not like this? It's, it's, why I, was this garbage? Well, yeah. In, yeah. Your, in your expert opinion. But right. No, she's been a huge, huge help, and I really am so thankful because that's where we are. That's why we're here. Yeah, I mean, as with a lot of things, it, it can be easy to start. You just need... Somebody Someone that knows what they're summit. doing. Exactly. The difficult part is getting better. Exactly. And I say that because there's no way to fast track it. It's like a, it, it, uh, to be serious, it is like a sport. Like mm-hmm. you practice, like I don't know, like you practice golf, especially. I'm a huge golfer. You practice golf every day. Yeah. You're gonna get good. If you're, that's if you're doing it right, and you will do it right as you start to play more. So if you practice every day, or if you practice all the time, eventually you're gonna get good because you're practicing. Yeah. Same thing. You do a episode a week. You know, you're looking at. I think I write notes for myself. Like I listen back to all our shows. I listen back to all my broadcasts and write notes for myself. And then I compare them with pros, right? And I say, here's what they're doing. Here's what I'm doing. I'm going to try and do what they're doing. So I'm going to practice it. That's mm-hmm. the only way to do it. Right. It's just experience. And that's why I started it, basically. Yeah. No, it is. What it is. I listen to a lot of, uh, well, a lot of different podcasters to get an idea of where I wanted to go with it. Yeah. I did really, at first I told you, I, at first I wanted to be a Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. But then I realized why. Um, okay. Uh, mm, oh, we've hit one hour. Okay, good. <laughs> um, okay. No, but at first I wanted to be Joe Rogan because he's Joe Rogan. He's the biggest guy on the planet. But at, then I realized why. It's because it's hard to find someone as personable and with such like conversational yeah. leniency yeah. as he has. Like he, he he's got he's moves. got a control like nobody else. I mean, he's, he's, he's so done two thousand episodes. Yeah, like, two thousand episodes. Number one podcast in America <laughs> and. I, I mean, he, when you listen to him, right, he's loud in the way he does things. Mm. But that's, again, his personality. He has a big on-air personality. Right. But he's someone that will start so simply and that just really talks. Yeah. It seems like he's talking, but there's, you know if you've done a podcast before that there's a, so much more going on inside of that because he's, you know, changing the conversation. He's not cutting people off, but he's moving it along, right? And. His episodes are three hours. He talks about a lot in three hours. Mm. Do you know how much more he could talk about? He'd probably get five mm. hours of stuff in. Probably get 37 hours, Oh, my dude. God. I'm sure dude can just keep talking. Yeah, but he controls it so well, and that's what makes him so good. And it is all about practice. Yes. You're right in saying it's like a sport. 2,000 episodes later, you're going to have pretty good practice. Yeah, arguably. Yeah. I mean. His, his episode with Theo Vaughn was so funny. <laughs> so, I love Theo Vaughn so much. He's awesome. We talked about that yesterday, yeah. actually. It's funny as fuck. How, how does Joe compare to Theo? Oh, uh, <laughs> he looks up to Theo. <laughs> he looks up to Theo, okay. Seriously looks up to Theo. That's a good one. That's good. Um, no, that was, uh, we were talking about that yesterday, actually. We talking about how Theo Vaughn is at the top of his game 
because he so is the opposite of Joe Rogan. It's funny yeah, how this works. Yeah. Joe Rogan seamlessly transitions. Theo Vaughn makes the most stark and ridiculous I, I, I comments. Never, I never really know what I'm doing when I get on this podcast, Mike. <laughs> I, I think I think I do it pretty solid. We're getting yeah. a second Theo Vaughn impression in two days. With <laughs> really? Oh, he awesome. did his Theo. Oh yeah, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> he did his Theo, but. That's that's the funniest thing ever. No, I mean it, it's fucking kidding. hilarious. He there's, talks about nothing. There's different kinds of comedy because Joe Rogan started as a comedian. Yeah. Um, but this is two polar opposites in the same industry. Yeah. It's funny how it works out. It like is that. funny, and it's I've, I'm a big Theo fan, but mm-hmm. I will tell you, I do not think his Netflix specials are that funny. His stand-up. Joe was saying the same I shit. I don't <laughs> think his stand-up. What is hilarious <laughs> is when I scroll on Instagram and see his. I follow like a Theo Von podcast clips page mm. that strictly posts that. Some of the some of the shit he's posting is absolutely off the walls hilarious. Yeah, it is really funny. I mean, I was saying his it, his shorts. Are, I've never seen his specials. I should watch them. Mm. His short. You got to watch it so you know you never watch it again. Right. That's where. I, <laughs> you know, his short form video content is really funny. Hilarious. Though. It is hilarious. Hilar- and he should stick to it. Yeah, I mean, look, you get ne- you get Netflix to come at you, take it, right? But yeah, they pay absurd amounts of money yeah. to do those specials. Yeah. I mean, the royalties have got to be insane. Forget- I mean, and then you know, we see um, my family doesn't know this doesn't know him, but we know of him because he's from our town in Sicily. Uh, mm-hmm. Sebastian Maniscalco, I love him so much. Is he a comedian? Yeah, okay. he gets a big time. He like selling out Radio City, selling out these okay. big time venues, like, and that's all from Netflix. Right. Because, hey, this is the night of the Netflix special. You could be on TV. Right. Maybe. You probably won't. Everybody wants to be there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to be there for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it makes it look better. No, it 100% does. I mean, they make it irresistible to an oh, extent. Yeah. You know? And then Netflix is just so hard to not watch. No, I know. Yeah, that's where it's everything is now. The way they do this. All these social media pages and TV stations, they, they've they got it down to a science. Oh, it's more of a formula it. now than anything. And that's the formula. I bet you go off, and that's what I go off of, like, I see Barstool posting things, and yeah, we I'll hit say, we hit hard and we hit loud. That's yep. our formula. <laughs> yep, there, yeah, that's it. We let it cool down over the course of an hour, and then at the end, we warm it up again. <laughs> Speaking of the end, we do it to wrap up. We're at around an, I would say an hour and five. We're hour an hour five. Right hour now. and five minutes. Perfect. Beautiful. Gio, God bless you for coming you on. So I was much. so excited that we got to do this. Yeah, no, Dean. Hey, keep. I'll say one thing, you guys. You guys got a great setup going. You guys got a great podcast you're doing. Keep killing it. Hey, y'all are killing it. Too. Let's get all these podcasts on together. We got to do a. Dean's, li- <laughs> Dean's list times B Street Buzz. We're gonna make that happen. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd, That'd be, be a lot awesome, of fun. Man. Uh, pull the camera on Geo. Give a little shout out. Come on. For what? Uh, B Street Buzz, bro. Come B on. B Street Buzz. Hit us up. Follow everything. Twitter, Instagram. Listen. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Not sponsored by G Fuel yet, but we're waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for coming, bro. Thank you so much. And uh, good luck with B Street Buzz. Thank you, man. You too. Thank you to all of our listeners. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>